I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hello and welcome to another episode of I'll Buy the Popcorn. This is Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we're going to be talking about... Daredevil season one and two and Jessica Jones season one and and then and, um, Luke, Luke Cage season one and, and Iron Fist season one and, and then Defenders season one. <laughs> we're we're gonna like loosely cover everything, but you know we just I, we just we have a lot of thoughts because that's a lot of seasons of shows. You know that's a lot and lots of lots of emotions, lots of feels, lots of well, more so in the lots beginning of anger. than the end. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's definitely dwindled over the over, over the, years. the years. It started uh, not that long ago with the first season of Daredevil, um, which came out in twenty. When was this? Twenty fifteen. Wow, that's it. Mm-hmm. We've gotten all of these, all of these shows in in, like the, in this short years. amount of time. Yeah, it's crazy because wow. they overlapped each other a bit too. So. So yeah, with with the release of Daredevil, you know, which it, was the first one. It really hit the ground running. It was very popular. Everyone loved it. Mhm. It was it was such a great show. Matt is such a great character. Um Foggy Foggy, Foggy my favorite is character such a great sure. best friend character, you know. Yeah, he, they're the two avocados and they're just they're amazing. Yeah, it says the first one would premiere. They all premiered at <clears throat> April 10th, 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Was there like a lot of On marketing for that? I believe there was. I remember. Was there? I remember us being really hyped for it. And when we we watched it, I think we watched it within the first week. It was out for sure. Oh, definitely binged it that and first we, week. I binged it, and I was in college. And I, I think really we were mostly it. just really excited for for Smiley to be in it. Oh, Charlie! So Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. We love Charlie Cox because he was in Stardust, but also he played this character in Boardwalk Empire named Smiley. We named him Smiley. Oh, his name was not his, Smiley. His name was not Smiley. His name. It's because he had the most beautiful smile, and, and he, had, he still he had, like, does. This Irish accent. Charlie has the most beautiful and, face. Yeah, we called him Smiley because he was really cute. And he had the most beautiful smile. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I know. And and I think it was after we started watching Broadway Empire that we watched Stardust and realized that it was him. Like, it wasn't... We didn't know until that point. And, and thinking back, I remember, I remember there being some... Some both people who really liked the villain uh, Fisk, oh, and yeah. people not liking the villain Fisk. I personally liked him. I, uh, you know, I thought it was a very violent show, and that's why it made it different than the other TV shows out there. Yeah, the fr- the very first, yeah that that season that show was very dark. Like the it's very a, first season of Daredevil, very dark show. And it's and it seems to it seems to have gotten like over the years and adding on the new characters because. 
because pretty much seasons one and two of, of Daredevil and the first season of Jessica Jones were both very dark, and then th- kind of... The mood changed. The mood definitely changed between Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and then with the Defenders, that yeah. mm-hmm. se- that now looking back seems very drastic. It, it was very drastic. I wonder what changed exactly. I know. I've really been wanting to watch some stuff over again. We managed to watch all of them. It was, it was crazy. It just took... You know, it took me a bit to finish Luke Cage. It did. It took me a bit as well, but I finished it way before you. But it just she it, did. It yeah. was just like I really had to push myself to watch that. But I guess we'll get to that point. But yeah, still talking about first. You know, first season Daredevil. Fisk is the main villain, and he is a guy who is a really big hulking guy who doesn't get his hands dirty until maybe like m- most of the way through the season. This guy, he is. He was very big. Vincent D'Onofrio. He's. Yeah. In, and like his face is like, I just I just remember I remember feeling both pity and like mm-hmm. and kind of like scared of him. Mm-hmm. Like he has this face that is like just so, like he has such a baby face. But then like it's terrifying. Like, it is. It's pretty scary. Yeah. He he like talks very sure of himself, but also just has like this kind of like high voice that makes him kind of like soft you know like he has kind of like a soft high voice Mm -hmm. and so that kind of is a dichotomy with his really big scary look you know yeah and then and definitely softening his character by adding in um the great backstory his his love interest and and the love and the love interest yeah vanessa he was was a very complex character and i I thought he was very well developed yeah and and, because you get to see him as a kid you get to go through his entire the reason why he is the way he is Mm -hmm. you know with his like abusive parents and everything yeah or his abusive father or you know what remember his mother um murders the his father remember or is it a stepfather or something remember she she does or he does uh, I think it's she. I think he, she she like hits him in the head really hard or something, and then they he kills him. I don't think it was the kid. I don't remember. I, whatever it was, it was very violent. And the show, even th- from the get go, like I think in like episode, like the first episode, Matt gets like the shit beat out of him. Like he is constantly getting beat up. Oh it's yeah, it's like bruised all the time. It's because he's, he, he's blood still, everywhere. He still blood has in the like rain. His, his beta suit. Like he's in the the like black with the black tie over his, his yeah, eyes. And... Like no no protection at all on his on his getup. So he's just whenever he goes out to fight crime, he's just getting the shit beat beat out of him. And I think he is the best developed character in terms of all of the things about him that make him who he is like his catholic background his faith his yeah. his family like his father is a big part of the first season not much as the second season Mm-mm. but his father's backstory and, and then why even he almost, does what he does and then almost even his like secondary father stick oh yeah and you like get that feeling from him and this is all in the first season which i think it it is like the strongest for sure because it is just about matt and it's just about him navigating his life as a lawyer and as the new daredevil. And I I kind of liked it like that. I kind of like it when things are just kind of like you know, almost almost like like kick ass. Like you mm-hmm. know, he's he's just a school kid and then he just fights crime. He just like he, a vigilante. Yeah, like I I kind of like I I kind of feel like when the show kind of changed, it got too complicated and almost 
diluted with like with like all this crazy supernatural mythical shit that like I kind of just liked I kind of just liked the vigilante just you know no supernatural no supernatural shit that's I think that's really what made the first two seasons of of Daredevil and then even the first I mean even though Jessica Jones got a bit more like on the on the mutated side, like yeah, you know, the, spe- the very special has, ability side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was still it was so fairly simple, like, and it it just didn't get too crazy. And I just, oh it God. didn't it didn't it go just, into a bad direction. It was very well written. Because I, in the end, spoiler alert, I think it, I think it went a horrible direction. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I think as it well. went the worst direction because possible. We were so hyped for like even from the beginning, even like and. The the rawness of Daredevil, I think, was lost a mm-hmm. lot. The the really amazing choreography and really fantastic cinematography of the first two Daredevils and even Jessica Jones was like thrown out the window yeah, like for that, the rest that, of this that that series. Grunginess, like that yeah. was just that was just d- dirty and it was really just grimy and amazing I, fight scenes too. And yes, and blood amazing and fight stuff. scenes. Like, the fight scenes have gone completely downhill. Yeah, it's just they're just they're not what they used to be. And I just I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I don't know either. It, it got I'm too sad. much out of their hands and like I don't know. But we we had those awesome. We had an awesome character. Um, following through all of this, which was Claire, who ended up also becoming kind of shitty, and you're like, really? I know, like, like, she like, was so awesome for Claire so long. Claire was great in the first, in the first couple shows, and now just by the, <sighs> you know, just the I direction s- that they went in, and we were, we, you know, it's not like we're gonna stop watching this or anything, we were really invested in these characters, and that's why we, we even watched it in the first place, because it's all the Netflix Marvel universe, it's, and that is cool. Like, it's a really awesome platform for these shows that allow them to be more edgy, that allow them to have more gruesome fight scenes. And I just don't think that they really, they really um, exploited it. You know, not exploited it, but really took advantage of the fact that they're on Netflix. They did that with, like, the first two, but, you know, not really with the other ones. They were just too drawn out. Yeah. And when did... When did season two of Daredevil come out? Um, that was before Luke Cage, correct? Yes. That was in 2016, I believe. Yeah. It was. 2016. And that's also, like, right around when Jessica Jones came out, which was, um... Let's see. Jessica Jones was also in 2015. I think it was at the end of 2015. Yeah, I remember so. Daredevil coming out fairly early in the year. It was, yeah. Daredevil was... You said July, right? So, and then November was Jessica Jones. And then we had season two of Daredevil. that close together? See, it seems that way. Wow. Thinking back, it felt like there was... There was so much time. span of time. Yeah, Yeah. but it was, like, only, like, six months. Which makes sense. I mean, if we watched all of Daredevil in one weekend, which I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah. And then waiting... You know, months to Waiting see the it. months to then see Jessica Jones. That's the thing about these binging, is you watch them so quick. I Too literally quickly. just finished Stranger Things in 24 hours. Like, and we did so much in that time, and I still managed to finish the entire show in 24 hours. You know, it's like, I just, yeah. I just kept watching it, kept clicking next. And with the first Daredevil, you just wanted to see what happened next. You wanted to see how he, how he really... You know, how he solved these issues that he had. And, oh, do you remember that one scene where, I mean, there's awesome scenes of fighting, but there's also some really crazy gruesome scenes, like, 
when Fisk or whoever's like smushing that guy's head in the door. It's a very it, memorable it was, scene. Oh my god. Like violent as hell. Like yeah. I don't even think I've though, ever seen anything like that on television before. Even though we got the awesome hallway fight scene which will always Two of them. Two. We, we got a hallway scene and then we got a stairwell scene in second the second season that That's was right. also fantastic. That's right. But what spurred that was what started that was the hallway scene, oh. which the hallway fight scene was just amazing. But then, one yeah. shot. But then, fight yeah, scene. that Fisk beating that guy's head in the doorway. I was remember that like so vividly. Amazing! Like, it yeah. was amazing. It was just so shocking. And then, then watching the guy's blood like drip from the bottom, from like <sighs> oh, it was oh, it was so great. Violent. It was so was so well done. Well done, Gore. It yeah. was so well done. It was like really like oh my god, I can't believe they just did that. The fact that they even did it on on that platform, like, it was crazy. It was just so much. But I mean, with Netflix, like, you you just... You know, it was, you it was like... anything. It was like Drive, when he kicks in that guy's head in the elevator. In the elevator, yeah. It's like that. It's, like, shocking to you yeah. that it would even happen, yeah. like, on screen. That's definitely a scene that I've never forgotten yeah. from, from the first season of Daredevil, which um, was amazing. I also remember that other guy he had as a um, worker. Who was it? The one who was, like, his name was... Oh, the guy with the glasses? I really liked him. Yeah, and what was his he name? Got killed. Anderson or something? What was his name? Oh, I'm looking it up. He was what was so, his name? He was, like, a great actor. I loved him. And he got killed, And we, but we didn't expect because Karen shot him. Yeah, that's and right. It was, like, so shocking. You just did not expect I was like, I was like oh, She no. didn't tell anybody about she it. Didn't. She never even came back to that. I like, totally forgot about him. He was so great. I know. It was, was Leland. It? No. Was it Leland? No, it was wasn't it? Leland. No, it wasn't Leland. Um, let me see. It was like, what was his he name? He had like a girl name, kind of. Was it Leland? I, I don't. Can you think see his so. picture? Where's his picture? I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. But those pictures are tiny. I know they're really small. Let's see. How are you gonna see his face? I don't think it was Leland, though. You don't think so? Was it Leland? That's not. I need to pull up my phone. The, the pictures are bigger if you look it on your phone. That's true. Um, Just pull the up. Um, okay, so you found it. His name is James Wesley. His name is James Wesley. But he was called Wesley. He, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he, you know, was like the assistant to Fisk. Yeah. And how did Karen get taken again? She she was like she was investigating, wasn't she? She was investigating, and, and she, she got picked her up or something. And, and he didn't know that she had anything to do with anything, and he was asking her questions. He was in, interrogating her. Yeah, because she was the one who was in. Because how we meet Karen is she thinks that she committed a murder. That's right. Karen Because is, they had, like, a mind control type of thing? Or, or was she framed? She was framed, she right? She was framed that, that she killed her, like, fiancé or something. Yeah. And there was blood on the walls, and they and then the attorneys, Matt and... Um, Foggy. Foggy, take her case, and they get her um, innocent. I, I don't remember how. And then she becomes their secretary. <laughs> that is right. That's what happens. That is right. And their, you know what I was thinking is their office looks exactly like Jessica Jones's office. Like the layout Are, are they of both it? just like in different parts of New York or something? No, they're, they're both in Hell's Kitchen. They are. But the fact is the layout of the office is the same exact thing. It's like, so you walk in and there's a desk right in front of you and then there's rooms on either side. That's exactly the way it is in Matt Murdock's attorney 
That's true. Office. It's like the same exact setup. Well, they're probably. I mean, since it's the same city, they're probably buildings are are a, a lot of the same layouts are used in a lot of buildings. I know, but it's what? No, it's like there's there would be different. You know, if one layout works, you use it again. I know, but I'm just saying they're thinking we didn't notice. I completely noticed. I didn't notice. Oh my god, I did. I always notice that shit. <laughs> it's like. I don't know, just room layouts. So, okay, I guess we'll go on to Jessica Jones, which is the next the next show right yep. after. Yep, and yep, that yep. was amazing. Great show. I feel like I watched these shows way too quickly. I need to go back and, like, take more time. Uh, yeah, but, like, the general atmosphere with Jeff- Jessica Jones was that it was a very female, um, empowering show about, like, you know, women who are being overcome you know, by the patriarchy and by men, terrible men mm-hmm. who, you know, abuse them, you know, emotionally, sexually, all that stuff. And that's exactly the way Kilgrave was to Jessica and to thousands of other people, mm-hmm. you know, not just women, but people as well. So it was just like his his powers were mind control and it was so, so strong that he could get anybody to do anything he wanted them to do. Yeah. And it was just so... He was very scary and very well acted by David Tennant. Of course, because David Tennant's amazing. Yeah, and everybody in Jessica Jones was just wonderful. You, you got Malcolm, her... Her uh, neighbor friend. Her yeah, her neighbor who was first a drug addict. Yeah, but like then, a tweaker, and then became. But then goes sober, and then helps out. Well, wants to help out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like then you have like Jerry Hogarth, who's the attorney. Oh, Hogarth is so great. Oh my, she's so cool. I love and you Hogarth. Got, like, Jerry, you know, and then you have like her whole drama with her, like. She's having an affair with this woman in her office who's cheating on her husband or something. It's, like, a crazy thing. Yeah. And uh, then Jessica's, like, this PI, and she's, like, really badass, and and there's no, you know, hokiness about it. She's just a drunk, but she's, like, really smart and has awesome superpowers, like, super strength, and, I mean, you identify with her in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. She's, she's so cool. And even her friend. Um, Trish. Trish, yeah. Yeah, Trish is pretty cool. What, what did you think about Jessica Jones when you watched it at first? <sighs> um, I'm trying to think back on it. It was such a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> she ends up killing Kilgrave uh, at the end. She ends up shooting him. Yeah, because she pretends that she's, she pretends that she's under his spell. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she's not. I remember, I just, I remember this feeling of, like, not a lot happening. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking back on the episodes. They were pretty simple. Yeah, I can't, like, nothing, nothing, like, like, there's no, like, big scenes that, like, really... Like, I can't really recall anything. Do you remember when they got Kilgrave in that room to make him... Um, they basically trapped him in that room. In the water room? Yeah, in the water room. And I thought that they were going to kill him. And I thought because they had caught him. And it was like episode eight or something. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they got him so quickly. Yeah. And uh, he ended up getting out. That's right, because of... Because they brought, like, his 
parents or something, or they brought. Yeah, that's Wait, they brought. Am I thinking of a different show? No, you're thinking about that's correct. Am I thinking of thinking of sure, thinking of sure, no, thinking of sure. No, okay, yes. <laughs> like, you're right. No, they did. They did bring his parents in because his parents knew about him. Yeah, and they had. Well, no, they were talking about. They were talking about his parents. That was his whole backstory. Was the fact that he could, that he was experimented on by his parents or something, and that's right? why he, that made him the way he is. Something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. And, like, Trish was Jessica's adopted sister. Yeah. And they, and but they had a was... terrible mother. And Trish, like, changes so many jobs. Like, she's most recently on Defenders. She's a radio... She's, like, a radio... No, she is a radio host. The whole time? I, I thought she had, like, a Jones. TV show. No? She, she did. Oh, maybe... maybe Wasn't she, she on TV? She had a TV show, but then she got a podcast instead. Like, a radio show, basically. Yeah. And then, um... I remember but her being she like a, started off as yeah. being the, like, in books. Like, her mom wrote her as, like, the most incredible Trish or something. And that's how people knew her when she was a kid, because she was, like, the star of all those kid books. Or am I thinking of Gone Girl? Because that's exactly what it's like in Gone Girl. <laughs> I, don't, oh my God, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, anyways, the backstory's muddled. It's fine. And then we have Luke Cage as well, who's also in Jessica Jones. That's right. And they meet at his bar, and then they have that awesome fight scene where Luke and Jessica are, like, fighting all these guys, and, like, clearly they're really strong, and they just... To wipe out these people like flies. It's hilarious. Then, then, like, the bar blows up. The bar blows up. And then we have Luke Cage's entire backstory, like, with his wife at that point. Yeah. So then there's that whole thing with, like, the fact that Jessica was the one who, um, Killed was the wife, reason basically. that she, her, her, his wife died. Yes. Yeah. Like, she was the reason that he, that she got killed was because Jessica was there. Because she was under Kilgrave's control and so was... And so was Luke Cage's wife, basically. Yeah. And then he, he like, ordered her to, like, kill... Yeah, something. I think she, she like... After getting some drive, like, he needed... Yeah, the, he the needed thumb some, drive with yeah. the information about Luke Cage on it, I think it was. Or about something else. Because what ended up being on that drive? Did we revisit that on Luke Cage? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think all this stuff was, like, how Luke is the way he is, or... Or how Kilgrave is the way that he is. Something about that. It was like some information about some backstory. I think it might have been about Kilgrave and his family. Yeah, remember? There was all that stuff about his family on that drive. It was like, this is the experiments that they did on him and this and that and stuff Oh, like yeah, because she watched it and then she, that's she how she... watched all those tapes that's of how she when watched, he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. we at least we got Kilgrave's backstory as well in this... That also made it a more dimensional character. That also made him, uh, you know, even creepier, even scarier than than you even knew in the beginning. Because he just had that, like, really scary Artie Crouch Jr. face. Yeah, because who knew? <laughs> who knew that villains could be scarier if we actually know stuff about them? I know. I mean, who knew? Right? And, Way more, and better of, of a character. Instead of just getting some villainous-looking character, like, person in front of you just shooting, like, oh, they're the bad guy. It's actually best to develop your characters. To know where they're coming from. And yeah. then you kind of feel bad for them, but at the same time, like, not because they're evil. Which this great character development continues on in To Luke Cage. But we still have to talk about Daredevil Season 2. I know. <laughs> but I'd like to get... 
One, okay. Okay. We're done with okay. Jessica Jones. Let's move on to Daredevil season two. Okay. We this got is it. where we get the Punisher. Which is the amazing. <laughs> which is the so best. Good. Which is the best part of Daredevil season two. Which is a huge chunk of it. It's like yes. half the season, if yes. not more than half the season, is really just about the Punisher. Yes. It should have just been the Punisher with Daredevil. We did also get Elektra, who... Oh, she's fine, who I Who is pretty cool. I mean... Her fighting skills are cool. She does say that she knows um, Matt's butt anywhere. In, like, the, the second episode that she's in. Who wouldn't? So funny. Who wouldn't? She's like, she's like, oh, I knew it was you. I know that butt anywhere. And I just... I, that was, like, great. That and that's, great and that's why I, I liked Charlie Elektra. Cox's butt is just great. Yeah. <laughs> His butt's great, and that line was just great. I gotta know. So I did. So, I did like Elektra at first. Um, yeah, again, fine. where they took her <sighs> later on, didn't really like. But I thought she was a pretty cool aspect to to Daredevil's story. Yeah, to Daredevil's and like, like past her involvement with the fact that Stick. Wanted to make assassins out of her, <clears throat> out of both of them. So, like yeah. they were kind of like he thrown was never together. okay with it. He was never kosher, and it was just like she kept saying, "You know, man, maybe you should." And, and you know, she did love him, so she let him go. And, and stick would, and stick was kind of using Electra to like make mm-hmm. to make um, Matt come back. Like yeah. he he was kind yeah. of using her, um, like their their relationship. Like, which makes you think if, if like, she really did care about him, but I think she did. She did. I definitely think she did. No, it's not like, and you believe that over, it's, it just gets so dramatic in, in the the Defenders, and it's just so, it gets so hokey that you're just like, really? Come on, this is not, I'm not feeling this right now. I know, and it just. With their relationship specifically. Yeah, and it just feels like you had all this time to develop these characters, like each one of these characters had a whole season of, of their own show to get to know them, and like, it just seems like all of that went out the window by the time Defenders came out. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't like know by the time we got to Defenders, I don't know who the hell these characters were anymore. Like, I just it was very. I mean, we even knew like we had two seasons of Matt to like soak him up and get him, you know, get really comfortable with him. And I just, I a lot and of even that though, wasn't. And even though season two of Daredevil wasn't as good as season one, no, like, but it, I still it wasn't. thought it brought some really good aspects to the show, it and it did, did bring in. It did bring in some cool new stuff. Yeah. Like even though even though we kind of had our fill of the character development and the whole storylines of everything yeah, about Daredevil with, from the season one with Fisk like we didn't and really everything, need like any more development. Yeah, but, yeah. So season two was pretty much just to introduce these new characters, which was good. Yeah, and like, develop they more were fine. of Karen's character as well. She got way more developed. That's true. And way more sh- fleshed out in terms of what Karen wants in her career and. You know, her relationship with the Punisher was, like, really great. And their interactions and their... Like, because the Punisher is treated as a very, um... A criminal that you... At first, you don't like him. You think that he's he's the bad guy. And that's how yeah. he's treated. In the first half of the show, you're like... Oh, because this guy's bad. Just... He's shooting all these people. Yeah. Even though they're bad people, like, he's killing all of these people. It's a lot of people. And it's like... What is up with this guy? You know, why are they defending him? What he seems what is a little crazy. Him? Like he seems, he seems a little insane. You yeah, get his whole entire one batch, two batch backstory, and so you're like, what? What makes this guy so special? And then him and Karen start having this really great relationship, and you're like, 
this is why he's a great character. And then by the end, you're like, oh my god, I love him. I love him so much. He's so cool. Like, they just did such a good job developing that whole thing, you know? Yeah. And he just took over the entire season, in my in my opinion. He did. And, and that's fine. You know? Yeah. That's it, fine. It, it was way more exciting when he was on screen than when Elektra and Matt were on screen. Yeah, you know, just doing their weird antics. I don't know. Crazy antics. I just... Uh... Uh, rabble rousers. Yeah, like, but I still enjoyed that season a lot. I think it was because of him. Without him, it wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been good. Yeah, if it was purely just a Matt and Electra season, it would have gotten boring fast. Yeah, and even, like, Foggy was great. Like, we we got a lot of really good Karen and Foggy moments, you know, because they're, like, really good friends. And, but then we also had, like, a really forced Matt and Karen relationship that was which is just completely unbelievable. So forced. The so whole bad. thing. Like they had a really kind of shitty kiss in comparison to the one that Matt shared with Claire cuz that was awesome. And even and even with with Matt and Electra, like even even though Electra's yeah. like thrown in, you still believe that they had more history and even more of a connection in that such a short of time than with Matt and between Karen and having a whole first season to yeah. kind of connect. Exactly. And like, like it's just, crazy. Just because of the way that they were and written. F- and then Foggy also knows that Matt is Daredevil as well in, like, the second season, too. And so there's that whole thing with him being upset with him, you know, basically risking his life all the That's time. That's right. Karen's, like, confused about why they're upset with why each other. Why they're upset and... with each other. They, they get in a big fight. And yeah. then in the very last episode of the second season, it ends on a cliffhanger where Karen finds out that he is Daredevil. And she is so pissed, and they don't even talk to each other. Remember that? Which, like, they kind of do at the beginning of Daredevil. I, I wonder... No, I mean, at uh, the beginning Defenders. of Defenders. I, I wonder if they'll... They, I mean, they have to bring it up again they, at Daredevil Season 3, they have right? one fucking conversation about it in Defenders. I know, why sitting even... Sitting at a diner. It didn't make any sense. Why even bother putting that in when they're going to have to revisit it in Daredevil Season 3? Because they had to have at least some semblance of a conversation that they were going to address this in the future. But if it's not even going to be satisfactory, why even bother? Because they had to have Karen in it. It wasn't like she was not going to be in this show. Like, she had to be one of the people that they protected in the police station with Foggy and everything. Just have a quick scene where Karen's just staying with Frank. How about that? Just... But she's going to be in The Punisher as well. I know. So it's not like we'd have no... Because The Punisher wasn't even going to happen. It wasn't even on their roster. And they just decided that he was such a good fucking character that they would make an entire series based on it. And then they threw Karen in. Which is fantastic because I really hope that they get together. Who knew that if you write a character well enough, people might actually want a whole show about them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Instead of ones we didn't ask for. This recurring theme with me. Ugh, God. Who knew, right? Okay. So, like, okay. What's next? (laughs) Then it's Luke Cage. Okay. Which took a while to come out, so we were waiting for Luke Cage for a long time. Really excited about Luke Cage, too. Really excited about Luke Cage. really excited. It gets, it comes out... I get, out, we watch I get it. to what I get to what episode five, five. and then I stop for yeah. a year. Yeah, I stopped for almost an entire for year. Almost an entire year. Yeah, just just that I I remember being so bored. Like I just it, okay. 
it starts off fine. You're like, oh, this is great. You know, this is interesting. He's he's beautiful. You know, you know, you really enjoy. You also know where he came from with Jessica Jones. So it's not like you do have some kind of backstory with him. Of course, it delves even deeper into his backstory as an inmate. And I love the barbershop. The, I love pop. Like, yeah, I that love whole pop thing was fine. And like all the kids that he was, you know, working with. Cottonmouth, what was even a really cool oh, yeah. like, villain at the Mahershala time. Mahershala Ali was like awesome. Yeah. You know, and like his his sister, cousin. Uh, cousin? Cousin. I think it's cousin. Cousin? Um, They had, a, you know, they had an interesting backstory with like their grandmother being like that. Like. Oh, that's right. Like that. Yeah, like, um. Like that person Drug that everyone knew, boss yeah. Lady, like didn't take shit from anyone. Like cut off that guy's fingers. Remember that time? That's right. It was like they had some really good backstory with them, and the fact that they killed off Mahershala Ali like halfway through the season was a shocker. Like you did not expect. Like you thought that he was going to be the bad guy. Turns out, it's the sis- it's the cousin, you know, and she's the actual one that who's like, who's crazy. it's like it's played by Alfred Woodward. She's yeah. amazing. It's the cousin, yeah, who happens to be running for mayor, right, or something. Yeah, she's she's like a congresswoman or something, and then and then someone else because like it's it was it was very disorganized. We get we get like basically three villains mm-hmm. in in this in this one season. Yeah, and so it's really all over the place, and you're kind of just like. All right. Well, where is this Which, going? What? What? You know, what's the main problem? Like, we didn't have like a really central conflict. It was kind of just like all over the place. Yeah. If they had kept it to where, um, what is her name? What is her name? Alfred Woodard's character. Yeah. Um, it starts with an M, right? It is. Mm, let's see. Yeah, so even if they had just left it to where she she kills Cottonmouth and then she kind of just takes over, like, and then she just becomes a villain, like... Oh, um, Mariah. Mariah. Mariah Dillard, yeah, uh-huh. I would have been cool with that. Like, the fact that they brought in Diamondback so late in oh, the show... Oh, I know, yeah! Was so like, random and out of place. Diamondback was, like, in there, but, like, he wasn't. And, like, and and you could tell that by by the time he showed up, it was way too late. Like they, you're right. It they was they bad. were trying to throw in his backstory uh-huh. so like so forced and just hurriedly, like in the end. Yeah. That it just didn't work. They had that like flashback scene where like they were talking because they were brothers. Yeah. And it was like but they were stepbrothers. And they were constantly like at the at the church with their father. Or they were real brothers, I think. Yeah. They were like half brothers. I think they were. And it was so awkward that whole backstory was so forced because the dad the dad liked and it came out liked, of nowhere the dad liked luke more or something or like i think it was, was like favorite the real wife of of uh, it was like he was having an affair with luke's mother that's a- and right then luke was the spawn and then like the, but they clearly knew that luke was the son of this guy who was like a was he, he was part a priest. of the church? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was a priest or something. And was it wasn't Luke's mom like he's a pastor? Wasn't Luke's mom like was in the choir or something? And they like had an affair, yeah. and everybody knew about this. Like it was such a muddled backstory. We didn't even care about Cottonmouth, even though Luke was like, "Bro, I don't want to kill you. You're my brother." But he's like, "I hate you. I hate you so much." And it's like, what did he even do? Like, 
it's not his fault he was born. It I didn't just, make any sense. Yeah, his his rage seemed very misdirected. Like he also seemed kind of crazy. Like he was insane. Definitely, definitely insane. And it it's and it seemed like he really didn't have anything to be insane about. I completely even forgot about Diamond. Damn, Damn. yeah, because he like, came in so late, you completely forgot about him. Like, you didn't have any time to get to know him. I wish they kept Mahershal Ali, because he was great. But then he was such a typical... He was, like, a character that you, like, expected. So that's why they had to kill him off, because you were like... Well, clearly he's a, a mob you boss, know, you know. So a it's mob like, boss, you know, who's got like a shady exactly club how and like, he, yeah, with this club and everything, and you know, Misty's in the club, like trying to get him undercover with her, like, you know, with her boobs sticking her out, boobs everywhere. Which Misty's like fantastic though, so I do not want to like Misty knock out Misty because so she's great. like the best part of this series. But like, oh my god, Misty's awesome. But don't you think like? How she, it's crazy how she, like, went undercover and then went home with Luke. Like, isn't her purpose there to, like, be undercover? Like, the very first episode, she goes home and and sleeps with Luke. And it's like, okay, but, like, weren't you supposed to be, like, on a job? Like, what are you doing? Probably. I mean, she could have been going multiple times a week just to see if she could, like, witness anything. But maybe when she went that night, she noticed that... One, nothing really seemed to be happening, and two, she had a gorgeous bartender in front of her. So it's, that's I mean, true. that could could definitely steer you away from your <laughs> from your job. <laughs> but yeah. um, but yeah, other than that, oh, Luke as a character yeah. is really great. Like he has amazing, he has an amazing moral compass, and he is in a very pure, very pure character. Has not an ounce of anything negative in him at all. You know what I mean? Like, he would not hurt a freaking fly, that guy. Like, that is his entire thing, is, like, how how big of a sweetheart he is. He would if the fly deserved it. Yeah, I mean... Like, let's Yeah, like, if he was employing, you know, kids from his neighborhood. Let's not go out saying that flies are all innocent. Uh, Because they ain't. Flies are little assholes. Yeah, like, if it was somebody who was threatening his... His uh his hood, then he would definitely want. Oh, definitely, which he did, and it was. I just think I just think that it was a little drawn out. It was definitely too long. They did have they did have a lot to cover. Thirteen episodes, but I was like way too many episodes. Way too many. They could have they could have done it in eight. So many episodes, and. And yeah, and because they were trying to introduce a lot, there was six. There was sixteen episodes. Oh no, sorry, thirteen. Well, actually, how many was in it? Sorry, I want to check. There were there were twelve episodes. Okay. Okay. So still too many. Still too many. Um but other than that, Luke is a great character. Um he's a great he's a great hero. Yeah. And even though the show was a mess, we were like it did not leave a terrible taste in our mouth. It was like fine, you know. It, it wasn't like excellent, but it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was fine. I wish it was done a little bit better so that you know I could have, like, I don't know. I guess understood Luke a bit more because it just seemed to. It's it seems so all over the place that yeah, like that yeah. Luke still doesn't seem like such a set in my mind character as yeah, of yet. Like, yeah. especially n- since he's dating. Um, He's dating, um... Claire. Claire, yeah. <laughs> Have you forgotten about her already? I just, just... You know, it was just not a... I think when Claire was in... 
was she, when she was in um, the first Daredevil, she was great because she was a character that was so out of all of that whole superhero-y thing. She was just a super nurse, basically. And so she was a regular person. And so everything that she says is basically like the out the third party walking like looking in and saying what they really mean basically yeah and you feel connected to her because of that because you you are also a viewer of this world so it's like that and yeah. the same thing in Jessica Jones where you know she's just she knows of other people with abilities she it was really exciting to see her in that show we did not expect it Mm-hmm. That that she showed up. You remember it was like she was in the hospital. It was very exciting. And then the Daredevil, the next one, she like her like best friend gets killed like in the hospital. Do you remember the other nurse she's with? Because like it was very deadly. Yeah. They go into the hospital because the Punisher's in there or something, and somebody is in there. Or no, it's one of the ninjas is in the hospital. And then he like the ninjas? Yeah, something about that. Oh, from the hand because the the because the second season was about the hand. I forgot about that. God, I hate the hand. God, I Um, hate the hand. Jesus. Jeez. Um Yeah. The hand. God damn. I forgot that. But then you know in Luke Cage she like goes to Harlem and like tries to I mean, she she was trying to get away like trying to get a fresh start too, right? Yeah. Because her her mom her mom was in near Harlem. Yeah. Or something. In Harlem. Yeah, she was, like, visiting her mom or something. Yeah, and she was trying to get a break from everything, too, because, you know, by, by this, by by the time she's gotten into Luke Cage, um, like, into the show, uh, she had, she'd met, yeah, by this time she'd met both Matt, Jessica, and Luke. Yep, like, yeah. she'd met all of them. She knew them. Yeah. She knew them all. Well, she or had... she didn't know Luke. She never met Luke. She just... Oh, yeah, she did, because she... She, she watched over him one night because he got shot in the head. That's right. That's right. She watched because over him. Because Jessica had to shoot him in the head. She did? Yeah, because Kilgrave told Luke to do... <gasps> to to do like, something. kill her or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So Luke was unstoppable. Yeah. The only way she could have stopped him was by shooting him. Was to shoot him in the head. <gasps> okay, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. It's very dramatic. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So, do we want to want to move on then to uh, the dreaded the dreaded series, the worst series of all of them, hands down, the uh, most nail pulling show uh, I've ever seen. I'd in rather my life. pull my nails and watch this. <laughs> oh, good. We are talking about the Fuck. infamous. Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Do I even want to say it? It puts a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, God. Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, this show came out, and I watched it first. Because I, Emily was still on Luke Cage, and so she had to keep watching Luke Cage. I would not... I was still on Luke Cage, yes. I And I was going... At the time of my life when this came out, I had a lot of anxiety. For other reasons... And watching this show, I had the most terrible anxiety like I've ever had in my entire life. And it was part of watching the show and also some other things in my life. But honestly, like half of the problem was this show. Like I I just have this terrible dread because I was so unhappy during this time when I was watching it. (laughs) 
And for me, it didn't really help because, you know, while I'm while I'm honestly like forcing myself to finish Luke Cage, Alessandra's like <laughs> Emily, Iron Fist sucks. Have fun. And I'm like, oh, great. Now like, I you have really, to watch it. Now I, I need really want to watch it. it. Oh, oh, God. I don't even know where to start. Let's just start with... Let's start with the best episode of the entire season. Episode one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, oh, God. And, and You're could, so right. And could you even then call it good? No, no. No. But was it the best? Yes. yes. <laughs> because because it was the simplest. Simplest. You didn't know Danny yet. No. Which who knew knowing a character would make you hate them so much. <laughs> God. <laughs> so Danny. All right, let's just let's just fucking talk about fucking Danny, shall we? Fucking Danny. Okay. He's Iron Fist and everybody knows it. This whole entire beginning was so gimmicky because it was the fact that he had come back from China where his family was killed in a plane crash and everybody thought he was dead. And he comes back with no shoes on. Like, oh my God, he's not wearing shoes. What do you think he's doing walking around New York City without shoes on? What a hobo. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole... That's the whole idea of this show. Yep. It's mm-hmm. how different Danny is compared to what people thought he was when he was a kid and what he is now. Danny is still a child. Danny is a child. A man-child. 100%. This guy makes decisions like a two-year-old. Yes. He does not think about things ever farther than maybe ten minutes in advance he takes he takes his power for granted. Oh, for definitely granted. for grant for for granted for granted. Yes, completely just it disregards the fact that they chose him to be the Iron Fist which for whose, fucking reason. Which whose and then, dumbass idea was that? And then so he looks oh, right the mythical dragon. Yeah, that's right. The that's fucking his, dragon that's his that dumb, we keep hearing. That's whose about. dumb idea it was. Was you let the dragon decide? Yeah. so it's so clear that Danny was supposed to be the protector of Kunlun basically the the monks who took him in after his um, his plane crash and honestly abused him like from what we got from the show they were so mean to him and he basically beat him into submission and like just forced him into training and forced him to train and then didn't even care that his parents just died in a plane crash you know yeah no completely like whatever bro you're gonna be you're gonna train with us now they threw him right in and and that's all we have of the backstory it's the vaguest fucking shit ever yeah, it seems like in Iron Fist they only they only gave you backstory of what was the the slimmest sliver of what you needed. <laughs> yeah, like like it was so like slim. it was like oh hey um what's this guy's name Ward Ward yeah yeah why is Ward such an asshole Here's a clip of him just being an asshole as a kid Oh that's why he's an asshole He's just an asshole It's because his dad's an asshole Ugh, That's that's, right. that's why. It, that's why Ward was my favorite character. <laughs> and Ward and Ward was the best character. He was the best character, and the actor was the best as well. Yeah. Like all the other ones were just awful. I mean, yeah. So in he, that, he was the best one in that show. In terms of great, 
great characters. It, Hogarth. It is goes good Hogarth, too. and yeah. then it goes, <laughs> and then it goes Ward. Ward. Yeah. And that's it. There's no one. And that's it. And not Claire, even Claire. Claire no, wasn't even good in this. She fucked up so hard in Claire this show. Claire wasn't even good. No. The what's her name wasn't even good. What was her name? The, what was the the chick with the dojo. Um. What was her name? Oh, Joy. No. Colleen. Colleen was terrible. Awful. Just awful. Terrible. Like, Joy. Just. What? That, yeah, the girl, Ward's sister, was yeah, ridiculous. Completely unnecessary. Like, and Harold? Awful. Madame Gao? Awful. Like, everybody was just, just terrible. God, Not and- to mention how shitty Finn was. Oh, God. And I, I like. God damn, I really wanted to like him. You know, we go into this, we went into the show thinking, okay, you know, Luke Cage was fine. Maybe maybe we'll get something out of the show that we wouldn't ever get in another show. You know, maybe some kind of interesting fact that he is a white ninja instead of him being an Asian ninja or something. You know, which, something which that would fact, be like, why is this the case? It completely did not redeem itself at all. In fact, he was just a white ninja. And, and even at that I didn't want him. I no. didn't want him there. I didn't want him. We don't need him. He was he was a character I did not want. So, I'm sorry if any of you out there like Iron Fist's character. I mean, I would like to know was like how is he in the comic books? I would like to know if he is actually a cool character. Yeah. If you if any of you Honestly. out there know about Iron like, Fist, like whose favorite character is Iron Fist? Is what I want to know. And if it's yours, please tell us why, because I would I would like some redeeming qualities. Yes, because like, like he if, has zero if, redeeming qualities. If in the comics he's a whole lot better, I would like to know. I, you. you know, I bet that uh, Colleen's character, I heard she's really rad in the comics. So, Is she? Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Like, as a, as a character, as an idea, she's cool. Like, it's not like she has her own dojo, she's neat. It just goes downhill. She does so she, fast. she does those underground fights. Yeah, she's a really badass. She okay. has she has some some like temperament issues. Like she almost has like like she has a dark side. Why why does she fight at those things? I, why does she fight at those things? She I, needs she, to she, release like, some anger. She does it to get. Yeah, I, I don't it know. They were explained. But at that time, what was she angry about? She didn't know about the hand until way later. She, she was, was in the hand. I know she was in like, but she didn't know about the what, fact that they were the, evil. I don't what know what the hand was about until I, later. So why was she fighting those things? Just for her own. And then she like told her her kids not to do that too. She was like, "Don't go to those fights. Don't do that kind of stuff." Well, yeah, because one of her kids like filmed her. They're like, "Oh hey, Sensei, saw you at this cool fight. You're pretty fucking kick ass." And she's Jesus like, "Fucking Christ!" She's like, "Learn from me. Don't do <laughs> don't that. Don't do and that." Then she does it. Like, I don't know. And you're like, "What?" She's all over the place. Her and Danny are completely forced. I don't like them together oh, at it was all. So they, they had zero chemistry. I heard in the comics that that. Um, Misty is supposed to end up with Danny, which I now feel terrible for Misty because oh god, Misty is Misty is, is literally more of a woman so than he is than he is a woman, a teen. I know, <laughs> a woman. <laughs> He's just god. Damn. Like Christy, Misty is so kick ass. Yeah, Misty is so awesome. She's not afraid to fight. Like she is so rad. So like so. Oh my god. I don't. I, I don't know how they're gonna do that, but it's. I can tell you right now, it's not gonna work. <laughs> so. No, and she's older than Danny. Like Danny's like twenty eight, maybe. Misty's like in her thirties for sure. 
Danny's like 28 on the outside, but actually like 13 on the inside. God. God, he's an idiot. He never... (laughs) The writing was just awful. The The whole show... Oh, God. It was like... The writing was terrible. The action scenes weren't even good. The, um... The overall story was just... The acting was just awful. The acting was terrible. The, the freaking fighting scenes were just terrible. Finn is a terrible actor. <laughs> Finn! God, I know! Finn is a terrible actor. <laughs> we are just beaten into this thing. But it's so true. Like, the way that they said their lines, like, you didn't care about them. Like, they would say things and you'd be like, what? And then the editing was awful. And and every time every time Danny just said a line, it just just it just sounded like he was he was just putting up some fake front. Like he just he didn't he didn't mean anything he was saying. He was mocking everything. Like he just yeah. sounded like yeah. he was just he he was offending everything. <laughs> he was offending everything. Like he's just like <laughs> The editing from the very first episode really got me because they would edit, they would like do these weird flashback things, like with hazy lines going at random times. In like Finn, or I mean, like Danny would get these like PTSD like flashes that were like supposed to be ideas of what was going on in his head but honestly they were just so vague it would like be him in the snow and then like a an eagle or something and it just would be nothing concrete it was all just so vague no, no like actual feelings or emotions other than like Danny just like panting you know feeling upset and then not actually saying his feelings out loud just kind of like being like oh I guess I'll just handle it myself you know it's like what are you talking about you have a girlfriend who is willing to listen to you and your problems and you don't say shit like what because he's the Iron Fist he's like I'm the Iron Fist he tells everyone that he's the Iron Fist everybody knows (laughs) he does not keep it a secret and so when the second gal was like was like where's the Iron Fist (laughs) like 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 ask, really, you don't know. Ask the hot dog guy in the corner. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, I don't know why she didn't just kill him. Ask the delirious drunk hobo. He knows. He knows. It like, didn't make any sense why she didn't just kill him. Like he, she had so many opportunities. You know, they, she asked him to do those, like those, um, those tests or whatever, and like he yeah, went those trials that were so dumb. And, like. He failed all of them, yet he, somehow survived. Do you remember that shit? Yeah. The oh girl, my god! The girl who did like the 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 poisoning, she was pretty cool though. I know, but the fact was, like, he is not self aware enough to understand that all of these things are traps. Like, he is like an idiot. Like, he doesn't realize that like all of these things are clearly traps or things that he should like. Like, you know, it's basically like. Somebody going, you know, up to, like, if it was a man being seduced by a woman who was clearly an evil woman, like, it was like he was being seduced. Like, he was going along with it. It was not like he's fighting it really well and knows how to keep his cool. None of that. At all. Just, like, completely, like, off the rails. Too emotional. Way too invested in his own life and nobody else's. And I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering where this ego came from because he just like straight off the bat, 
Yeah. Danny has this huge ego because he thinks being the Iron Fist is like the hottest shit. That like, but I mean, he was trained to protect Kun Lun. Like what That's made it. what yeah. made him think? Like I, I know it was from the hand, and he knows that the hand is like is somewhere else. But like, but what? Like I don't understand how that transferred him to then coming to New York. Like if yeah. he was if it was deeply ingrained in him to protect Kun Lun. Yeah. Why did he leave? Because yeah, we never got then, that answer. Because then it ends up getting attacked, and he's not there. And then he's like, then he gets shit about it all through defenders. Like, yeah, because he killed all of his entire family, basically. Basically, but his, he yeah. Is, he I think he leaves Kun Lun because of his parents. Like he wants to know what happened to them, but it's like unclear. It's like he. he they're like, what happened? Why'd you return? He's like, I don't know. Like, he does not ever say anything. You don't get any, like, straight fucking answers in this show. And even then, it's like, things are too straightforward. You know? Like, scenes are way too straightforward. They get right to the point, and then... But it's, like, literally 15 minutes too long. Every time. It's just really... Y- you would think that proper proper storytelling and character development would yeah. be, like, essential by the time Iron Fist comes, because... I know, it's, because, like the fifth... Because by the time Iron Fist comes, you know for a fact that the Hand is gonna be the, the huge villain, which, yeah, you which, which you kinda got a glimpse of that from Daredevil, Daredevil but, season not, two. Right. but not, like, really got a grasp on it, so, like, you really needed it to get its shit together by Iron Fist. Oh, of course. And then you're th- also throwing in a new character, which I understand is difficult, because you're trying to, like, really... You're trying to really build up a new character, a new hero, plus the ultimate villain that's going to be yeah. the villain. Yeah. The but big like, villain. The, the but just, Mondo you had villain. so much time. They, they had were, 13 they were, fucking episodes and they didn't do shit with them. They didn't do anything with these episodes. They didn't go anywhere. They had all this time. They had all this time. And what the fuck were they doing? They were just diddly daddling about like the fact that the hand is like oh Colleen's actually part of the hand or like oh, and I don't understand why Harold so much time is, like resurrected over and over again like even why? though even though Ward was like and his storyline was the better part of the sh- of the show and of the season like they it wasn't didn't, enough they didn't need to why were they wasting so much time developing Ward and, and Harold and yeah and, and not and not developing the hand. I could because again, just like Luke Cage, yeah. they throw in the hand at the last couple of episodes yeah. mm-hmm. with with what the fuck's his name? The Afro guy. What's his name? Afro guy. What's his, he has like the hair. His brother? No, the um Colleen Sensei. What's his name? Oh, Bakudo. Bakudo. <laughs> like, they throw Bakudo in, yeah, like, yeah. at the end and don't have enough time <laughs> to develop to the- develop him. I, I was so... <laughs> so many issues. So why throw it in now? You know what it was? Was the Defenders was basically Iron Fist Part 2. Like, Which it was! It completely was. And I was so... It was disappointing. It was so disappointing. I was so disappointed. I know, because we've been building it up. We we started off so good with, like, Daredevil and and Jessica Jones and then Daredevil Season 2. Like, they were all great. And, and you know, and I, and I really think that it really set in my mind that I really wasn't that excited for Defenders yeah. when, when Comic-Con came around. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, when we were at Comic-Con and they were showing the very first episode of Defenders. We were excited, but... Honestly, I was excited, but I was mostly just anxious to get out in line again for the next day. Yeah. And, like, we were excited that they were going to show us the new stuff, but <sighs> I just... I, we watched, maybe, we watched, like, 40 minutes of the first episode of the, 
like the show and, and it wasn't going it was anywhere so boring it and we're like going this anywhere. is not this is not closing up anything we are just literally just watching these characters walk around like, like yeah instead of instead of closing like loose ends they were kind of just quickly tying very sloppy knots to just <laughs> to then just get on with defenders which they didn't even get on with defenders <sighs> like it was just like it, it was just like, you know, because, you know, Luke Cage ends where he's going back to jail. Yeah. So then, At least you know, we had some closure with him. They're like, surprise, he's out of jail. Yeah. And like, then he goes How much and, longer was this supposed to take? And, I don't... And he, just, and he just goes and quickly bangs Claire, and then they're done. Then, okay. <laughs> just, is this is this not tied? Not really, but let's just leave it. It'll it'll hold for a bit. And then let's move on over to... To Matt and Karen in a diner, talking about how they're kind of better now as individuals because like, they're not talking to each other or something. Like, hey, and Matt's you, not being the daredevil anymore. And how you fine. feeling about, you know, that I'm daredevil, but you're... In, and then, and Karen was like, the, she really annoyed me in Defenders because both her and Foggy, like, like, we understand that by this time, and they don't. We know that, I know that they don't, but the fact that we knew how horrible the hand was and they're just like sitting there being like, Matt, we're so disappointed in you. Why are you... <laughs> Why are you still being Daredevil? Yeah. Why? Why are you still doing this? And on the because like, the fucking hair. Why is she talking to them? Like they had the, no communication. He wasn't communicating he with them. He was not telling them how bad the hand was. And they're they like, they're no like shaking idea. their finger at him. Yeah, like, they're like, Matt, you shouldn't be Daredevil, Matt. Like, why are you still you, Daredevil? You got hurt so many times. Almost, you couldn't handle it. Almost yeah. like, like I don't know, like, like you know, really, he has a moral obligation. They're treating, okay? they're like, treating Daredevil on. like. Like, like Matt just has a weird addiction to, yeah. to, to cough drops. Like, it's not... It's more than that. It's not just cough drops. It's, it's, it's saving New York or something. I don't know what the fuck was happening. But, but I know it's more important than... That's so true. Oh I know God. it's more important than him just not being Daredevil. So, like, I just don't... So, them two, like, I love Karen and Foggy, but just by the time... <laughs> just them in this they I, I don't know by this by defenders it seemed like all the side characters like just weren't even important anymore because you know Misty was like because it was yeah they just all were thrown literally into one room in a police because it, it took half the, it took more than half of the season just to get Iron Fist to work with other people because he, <laughs> yeah because he, they had they had to they had idiot. to keep telling him like you're not the hottest shit yeah you, you need, need some, some help you need some more people <laughs> I know. and then and then when other people were trying to help he would like, be like, like no Misty, I got this I'm the Iron Fist like Misty was like hey I'm a cop I can shoot really well let me be a part of the team too and Luke yeah. is like no yeah. Misty get out of here and yeah. like and, and like, she and she's like on. how am I supposed to help you if you like because she spent all of Luke Cage all of the Luke Cage series like trusting him yeah she did and she's trying to help him and she does she does trust him and then defend her she's like okay I, I understand that but, you, but honestly dude you gotta tell me what's going on because we can't just keep saving your ass on this end we have to know what's going on and they didn't tell him shit which is interesting because th that was a very interesting aspect to Luke Cage's character particularly because you know he kind of had to turn into a vigilante in order oh, to save New York I like Luke I like the way he goes in Defenders yeah I, I do like the, the, the path that he takes and yeah. that is a good development on his character yes if anything, he's the only one. If anything, Matt kind of felt like he was just the same from season two. Maybe a Jessica bit. Jessica was kind of just maybe just there. a bit more of 
of just like he just wasn't as kick ass in Defenders as he was in Daredevil. Like, and I know no. it's because he was trying. He, you mean in in Jessica Jones? And Daredevil season two. Who are you talking about? Luke Cage. Uh, Matt. Oh, Matt. Sorry, I thought you were talking about Luke. Still, like, I don't know. He just. I think they were all kind of lackluster. They were. In terms of, like, their abilities and what the show gave us for Defenders. Like, I don't know if you realize, but we have moved on to the Defenders. I have a question. I have oh, a yeah, question. Are you aware of that? We moved on to moved on to. I have a question about something that confuses me about the hand. So, Harold Meacham keeps getting killed and he keeps resurrecting himself. It was pretty shocking when his son, Ward, kills him in the first show. That's right. And so you're like, oh my god, he just killed his father who was a dick, but okay. A complete dick. And so you're thinking that Ward's gonna be the bad guy, but really it's Harold who's like the bad guy, even though the hand is the bad guy. But um, Harold gets killed and then he gets put into a bog and then it's raining, and he basically, like... He comes back Comes again. back to life. Again. Like, from the inside of the bog. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah. But then, they were talking in Defenders about how Electra was resurrected. Yes. And they needed to use that substance that comes from a dragon. Dragon bones. Yeah, like or bone something. marrow or yeah. something. Yeah, dragon bone marrow. To resurrect people. Yes. It doesn't make sense that Harold would keep coming back to life a lesser version of himself, because that was the kind of idea behind him coming back to life again and being even more and more stripped of his goodness and all of the badness just sticking with him. Yeah. And that is the idea. Okay, so I understand that, okay. But yes, they need the substance in order to... <clears throat> resurrect people, but then Harold comes back to life without any help? I didn't, I didn't understand that. I thought, I thought with Harold, once, the, once you had the substance inside of you, like, you would just continue to come back. Then wouldn't until, that be until the... Until you were properly killed? Yeah, like, wouldn't that be the case for any of the hand? Because they all knew that in the Defenders that that was like, if they got killed, that would be it, right? That was like their thing. Like, yeah. we wrecked ourselves. Doesn't make sense if they get killed and their heads don't get cut off that they wouldn't just come back to life immediately. Like, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, that's what happened to Bukudo. So Bukudo died, but then they brought him back to life. Did they use the substance? Like, what happened? Do they have, like, a temporary way of bringing someone back and then they can't fully bring someone back unless they use the dragon marrow? Yeah, it was not fucking clear. See, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's problematic. It's it's really problematic with this whole resurrection thing. Like, yeah. they never actually made it clear what they do. It was just so, like, Electra was the substance, and then she was better. We know, we know they, they, they buy, do that. They buy warehouses, they sell drugs, they... They also... Take over companies. All of their dead ninjas get resurrected so they can reuse them. As soldiers, yes. And in the the th the second season of Daredevil, all of the ninjas are really badass. They are really excellent fighters. They are. They're like almost skilled. Like Matt knows. They're how like scary Matt they are. skilled. Okay, like really, really skilled. And they seemed very looming. And in the Defenders, it was like they were non-existent. It was like every 
every bit of the hand that was like a little yeah. ninja extra soldier person was gone, and that all was left was just the five members of the hand. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. What happened to all of their soldiers? Did they die? Like, I'm really confused. They never said. It seemed like, I mean, the the only time we ever saw any uh, hand soldiers was when they were, like, training training uh, Electra. Like, they, they would always have rooms of them training Electra, and then they would just all die because she basically would kill them all. And then in the end, they also were fighting them in the dragon basement. That's right. Because there was a dragon underneath the city of New York, so they dug in, like, a three-mile hole. No, they, they dug they dug the hole down so they could then create a portal to Kunlun, because the dragon was in the cave next to Kunlun, remember? No, the dragon was below the city. There was a dragon there. But, like, a portal showed up. No, it, she had to only the Iron Fist could open the door to the dragon. It wasn't like it transported them anywhere or anything like that. It was just a dead dragon down underneath New York that the protectors of Kunlun put up the wall so that the Iron Fist could open it. Uh, uh, I don't know. There was only eight episodes of The Defenders. Which was very short. It was way too short. Like, honestly... Way too short, yeah. There was not enough explanation for anything. It was all just kind of rushed. Everybody was just quickly getting together, and all of their conversations were so unsatisfying. Yeah, even, like, the funny parts. Like, I mean, like, Jessica... even Even though Jessica Jones was a very dark series like there there was always time for like those really good like one-liners that she would have or like those really good like jokes and like sarcastic things that she would say towards people but like in defenders like they tried to put that in there but like it just wasn't wasn't feeling it i was not feeling it. it it was just not hitting that that mark I mean, it wasn't as bad as as Iron Fist, but it wasn't. It just, but it still wasn't. The writing was not as. It still as wasn't precise, what I wanted, and it wasn't as like it wasn't like the Avengers or something. Yeah, like when when Avengers came out, every line in that movie is very well written and like organized. No matter how cheesy, and yeah. Done no it matter might how be. cheesy it is, and and honestly, I mean, it's not just because of the budget. It's it's a really good screenplay. And, you know, that's where it, like, really comes down to is, like, the writing. That's, like, where it comes down to all of the the bad things about these shows is because of the way that they're structured. And they were at least able to pull that off in, like, two hours of of movie footage where, where, I mean, Defenders had, had eight episodes. I mean, it seems like if there was a bit better character development and villain development in Iron Fist and even, I mean, like... But no, that wouldn't make sense. In Luke Cage, there couldn't be any of the hand. There couldn't be any mention of the hand. No, there was no hand at all. It had to... It was completely separate. We only had the hand in the end of Daredevil Season 2 and the... And all of Iron Fist. And so... But they were always there. It was like we had had years of knowing who the hand was because of the end of Daredevil Season 2. So we were like already ready for it. 
and we were expecting it to be this big thing where in reality it was like five people who were easily being able to be killed which is ridiculous because they were so old like it just seemed like they were not in any way the adversary that they were built up to be Mm-mm. And so even if, like, we had the added um, actress, um, what's her name? Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. She was great. And Sigourney it was, was cool. It, but it was, again, the same trope of killing off the main character, the main bad guy, already, like, halfway through the series. Even though, she didn't she get killed, like, the seventh episode? She did. So it was like the episode before the end, but it still was like, this is only the seventh episode. Isn't there like 13 episodes of the show? There's only eight episodes of the show. Like, it was just like, what? It was such a gimmick that was already used in both Luke Cage and in Iron Fist when they killed Harold. Like, it just, it just seemed like it was the same gimmick. It was the same thing of killing the main baddie, you know? Yeah, just to, just to... In hopes of making it seem like the story is more of like, whoa, like, oh my god, they there went was, there. there was oh my someone god, else. like, the Electra fact- killed her own mother, basically, you know? Yeah, but yeah. That whole thing about her is so like, I'm the captain now. And you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck do you even know? Like, you just were born like last week. It was so stupid. It was so weird. Like, the Matt Electra thing at the end. Where, like, they get buried. How the hell is Matt alive right now? It makes no sense. At all. Nope. Nope. It's just... (sighs) I think we just got pushed too far into the um, realm of disbelief with this show. I think we, like what you were saying, it was much more um, tangible in both the first two seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And even in Luke Cage, it was a little bit more tangible, but also kind of out there. But, you know, like, the feelings were, like, this is very real, very realistic. We have very realistic characters in this. And then it just goes off the rails with, like, these really weird characters and, like, these really weird scenarios. They just don't make any sense. Yeah, it's really it's really tough to bring, like, even though even though we know Jessica has, has like, super strength, like, and she doesn't have, like, a glowing fist, but, um... Like she still, she still seemed like a fairly normal human being. Like you know, the fact that she was just a private investigator, and the fact that Matt was still like a lawyer, still trying to take down bad people with the law. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then just to just to do a complete one eighty and bring in, bring in mythical dragon glowy hands. Yeah, it's like like I just completely not attached to anything real. Who's like a billionaire who has nothing to do with anybody else. You know, it's just like I know, just as some bratty kid. It's just seriously, just completely exactly what you would think he would be like as a bratty billionaire kid. You know? Like, yeah, and I just it does not understand the concept of money at all. Like completely, just thinks he can get anything he wants. It's just so weird. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. I don't I don't know. And then like you know Danny's having those headaches on the plane or whatever for no reason and like his girlfriend is trying to help him and he's not even responding to her. He's not. It's like are you two even a couple? Like they didn't even act like a couple the no. whole entire show. You're like come on, we don't even get any like casual touches we don't get any like 
kisses. We no, just, we just get him being concerned about her and her being concerned about him, and that's it. You know? Yeah. It's just... Danny not even being concerned about Colleen. Just Colleen being concerned about Danny. Like, Colleen spent the entire Defenders just being like, Is Danny okay? I can't even go out there. Is Danny fine? Is he dead? That was her entire character. It was so fucked up. Like, she's, she's worth more than that. Just being the girlfriend of the Iron Fist. Ah, <laughs> uh, I just... I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. I feel like... I feel like a... It's a very anticlimactic ending. I feel like pressure has now been released. Like, I feel like I've I've officially ranted. We just haven't talked about this because we were waiting to talk about it on the on the podcast. I mean, we did talk about it quite a bit. Yeah. At least Iron Fist. We talked about Iron Fist a lot because that was just too hard to, to keep in. It was too hard to not, not scream hate. angrily into the sky. Anybody who asked us, like that guy we were sitting next to during the Defenders, it was like... <laughs> didn't he say... Oh, how was the Iron Fist? Was it good? And we were like, no, no, no. And I felt, I felt so bad because at Comic Con, Danny Finn was so excited oh, about, yeah. about Iron Fist season two, and I was just he just like, left up, and we were like, oh no, like no. Who asked for this? What person would say that they wanted another season of that shit? Finn. Not even, like, he's an actor, but honestly, but, like, any fan... He would want it. I did not see one ounce of positive fan reactions to this show. It's not like it's fucking Stranger Things or something, you know? Like, that has an overwhelming amount of positivity from the community. Like, this show was all negative. Everything I, I saw about it was like, what the fuck is this show? Why is it even, a, like, around? We could have even done with... A, a no Iron Fist show at all and just gone straight to the Defenders and it would have been better. You know? Probably, yeah. Still still would have been a lot of questions. It would have been questions, but at least Danny's background would have been mysterious in an intriguing way. Not in a oh my god, this guy's an idiot kind of way. You know? Yeah. They could have like made him out to be like, who's this interesting new character who just joined the team and then later we get to see what what his deal is you know like that would have been that would have made the show better you know we already knew who danny was we already knew how annoying he was like we did not want to watch him again but the fact that we just had to wait longer to know how annoying danny was that wouldn't that wouldn't wouldn't have even been bittersweet they just make a lot of very terrible decisions like eating in that chinese restaurant in like plain sight and, like, things that, like, they shouldn't do. Like, they just congregate in places. Like, we don't think the hand's gonna find them. Also, the hand, like, doesn't kill any of them at any point in time. Why? Like, they're easily targeted by any of the members of the hand at all points in time. All of their family and friends could have just been wiped out. They did not hesitate to do this for any of the previous people that the hand came into contact with. Mm-hmm. You know, like the architect of the building who wanted to blow it up. They just had no problem killing him. Like, it just didn't... It was, like, so... It was, like, a, a broken record of a show. Like, all the previous things just wound up, put together in a little bow, and it was like, okay, here you go. Nothing interesting, nothing new. Just all old stuff. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, we were we were told 
countless times throughout the throughout the shows how powerful the hand was but like we just never we never I I don't think we ever saw it like they like I don't know they needed to do something that just really put it into perspective because even with like and I don't know if that's just tougher like to do that with an organization when it seems so fairly simple to do it with a character like Fisk mm-hmm. or or even like like Kilgrave yeah like you could at least get a sense of like intimidation from these people so like why couldn't they do it with the, the hand. hand and there was five people I mean was was Bakudo's like big like school of of children ninjas supposed to be intimidating? Yeah, like, it and, and was all, not. And all their screens, like... And, like, Madame Gao was, like, a little bit intimidating in Daredevil. Madame Gao was a little intimidating. But then in, in Iron Fist, she was just, like, an old lady. Sigourney was also a little intimidating. She was. She had that air of everything's very precise, and I like to eat my... eat alone, and you have very fine things and watch, you know, fine opera and whatnot. But she's also, like, gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like, her thing as well, even though we didn't revisit that throughout the rest of the entire series. They just didn't seem intimidating enough. No. And they just did not hold their ground with being what they had been built up to be throughout the entire rest of the series. Because, again, they had all through Iron Fist... To to build up these characters, and yet they did nothing. They did nothing. Yeah, there's the fact that we, yeah, they just were bad, bad guys, and it was very upsetting. And I don't know what they could have done to make it better. They just were t- overused and tired. And it just totally seems like it's a completely completely different organization at the end of Daredevil season two than it is in in Iron Fist. Yeah, and then in Defenders, and then in Defenders, like it is. It's completely different. And then, like, apparently Kunlun wasn't actually dead? Like, what? What? Yeah, it was like, remember, they was were like, there? oh, Kunlun's still still there. Or something, you just weren't looking hard enough or something. Isn't that what she said? She was like, you were seeing what you wanted to see or something. <clears throat> and, because right at, at the end of Iron Fist, they, they went to, they went to Kunlun and saw that it was destroyed. Yeah, and then in the Defenders, they were like, oh, you know, the Kunlun's gone, and they're like, but, you know, no, it's not gone, it's still there, or something. That's what Sigourney Weaver's character said. And Mm -hmm. something about that. Mm -hmm. And also, all of the members of the Chaste were killed. Easily, I might add. The Chaste is a stick. Sticks thing? Yeah, his, like, gang of people who are aligned with Kunlun against the hand. Yeah. And that's who they that's what they wanted Electra and Matt to be in. And yeah. They were all like killed so easily. It was like what? Like aren't they like the best fighters? How come they haven't killed every single member of the defenders at this point? Like it just <sighs> seems like it was just so it didn't make any sense. It just did not cover everything and it was and all this takes place in the Marvel Universe as well. And it's just so... They they, they put all these restrictions on themselves, but honestly, what makes them so observant of anything but the hand and we're still within all of the entire Marvel Universe where all this other stuff is going on, you know? I don't know. It's just it's crazy. 
so much when you put it all together. And we don't even watch the other Marvel TV shows, you know? No. And there's, like, a couple other shows, and we, we don't even know about those, and they all exist in the same universe. That's true. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And the new Inhuman show. And Inhumans, which, no thank you. No. We're just not network television people. I just no thank I you I just to can't both. with network television shows like that. I really tried. I really wanted to get through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I couldn't. Season after season two. I would say, you know, yeah, like, we keep, we putting it, we're putting this down pretty harsh, harshly, but it is still probably better than a network show like that. You know? Like, just in general. Yeah. The production design's way better. The... I mean, I think maybe some of the fighting, some of the the action scenes in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might have been better than Iron Fist. I don't know, man. Might. Might have. I don't know. It's a... It's a crazy roller coaster. <laughs> being, being a fan of Marvel. Yeah, and these, and especially the <clears throat> Netflix shows. I, I really don't... I don't think I've ever met anybody else who's watched all of them. Usually people are, if I talk to people, they'd be like, oh, I watched this show, but I couldn't really get into this one. And I think the reason that we watched all of them was to just say, yeah, we are up to date on all of this and we are understanding what is going on. It's because in the grand scheme of things, like, you need to have watched everything. Yeah, you do. And that's why we watched them all. Like, I mean, even though all the Thor movies are pretty bad, like, you still had to watch them so you could watch to watch this next one coming out which it looks amazing which looks amazing because you see you have to you have to work through the bad <laughs> to then get to the good again yeah well we can't all be iron mans you know the first <sighs> one the first one was just a gem this is a good movie it's just a beautiful it's a good screenplay it always it a, comes down to the screenplay it was a beautiful light at the end of a dark corridor mhm yeah I don't know why I get so like metaphorical on the podcast. I don't know either, man. You it's just, just you you, you come up with this out. really great stuff, you know, like being addicted to cough drops and stuff. It's that was like, genius. You know, that was that was my own personal experience. Have, I, you, guys, have you guys ever had Lutzen's cherry cherry uh, lozenges? Fucking, you got addicted to those? Things? I wasn't addicted to them, but they were good. They tasted like candy. Oh Jesus! They were delicious. I can't. I can't have them anymore. <laughs> I used to take like a bag of like seventeen to school, and I would eat them all in one period. They did nothing for my throat. What? <laughs> They're so good. Also, have you have you tried them? No, you're gonna have to buy some for me. I'm not buying those devil candies. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing. I'm sticking purely to Hall's gross cough syrup, ta- cough cough syrup tasting ones because those are the ones that work. So when you finish uh, Stranger Things, we have to talk about Stranger Things. <sighs> yes, that's right. Because I am currently so invested in that show, I think I'm going to watch it again. Did <laughs> you finish it already, didn't you? Yeah, I finished it yesterday. And I have to watch it. I just have to watch it again. I'm watching it with my mom right now. So we're, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be slow coming. And I've decided it is my favorite show of all time. So I'd really Good. love to do a podcast on it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Is that sarcastic? Or? No, no, I'm, oh. I'm really happy for you. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that this, because I remember Alessandro used to like, uh, what's it called? Legend of the Seeker or something? Oh, yeah. What it was called? I mean, I like that show. I remember she said that was her favorite show. No. <laughs> that was her favorite show. What point. are you talking that about? Was, that was your obsession at one point. I don't, I don't remember liking of, it that much. You were much. kind of obsessed with it. Kind of. Uh, kind of. 
I remember yeah, I remember I mean, watching I was a, like engaged in it. I wasn't yeah, like obsessed with a it. A bit too much. You were a bit too engaged. I don't I didn't even watch the entire show. I just watched like the last couple seasons. I didn't even start from the beginning. My favorite show of all time is still Oran High School Host Club. Are you serious? <laughs> In the end, it just makes you feel good. Like, I know. It's such, it's such a good show. I know. And I was watching Stranger Things, and I was, like, crying. <clears throat> like, I was like, man, I just... Every episode, it was just, like, the tears were just coming out of my face. It was, like, very emotional for me. Well, dang. I know. I need to get there, then. Yeah, you do, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my mom. I gotta, gotta watch with her. With ma'am. With my ma'am. <laughs> She's really enjoying it, too. She loves it. Oh, I bet. It's great. She's just very busy, and she doesn't have a lot of time to watch it. But it's okay. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll push her. Yeah. It's good. So, we got that. I'm excited about that. So, what do we have next? Uh, so, we're coming up um, on the... on the. Uh... Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, coming up, we're going to do another indie? Yep. Episode six? Seven? Six. Seven? Six. Six? The last one was five, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I think it was five. Yeah, it was four was Travels with Father. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Four was Travels with Father. Then five, we just watched Five the was this, this other one. Krishna Munti one. Yes. Which was amazing. The Journey of Radiance. And yeah. the next is, I don't know what the hell I, the next one is. I don't know. Is. I'm excited about it, though. It's I been love, a while. I love Indy. It's been a while. And we're also coming up on a year of this podcast, so... That's true. I've been doing something special. <gasps> maybe, maybe on our uh, if we post one on the day of, we can make our special announcement. Oh yeah, for Christmas. That would be good. Our Christmas announcement. <laughs> yeah, our Christmas special. Our Christmas. Special. <laughs> That's exactly what it is going to be. Our Christmas special. Yeah, we got to start working on that. Yeah, um, we really do. Since we have something special coming up, Christmas special, we will announce that at some point. <laughs> so keep a keep a listen out. Um, are we gonna do something on Kingsman or something? Maybe. What are we gonna do? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Let us know what you would like to hear, because you know we're just we're just pulling stuff out of our asses at the moment. <laughs> if you guys are hank- <laughs> hankering, hankering to listen to something, we will we will watch it and review it. And, yeah, anything, and anything. Yeah, just let us know. You can leave a comment. Um. Below at on SoundCloud, <laughs> on SoundCloud. or on iTunes, and we'd love iTunes. a review and five stars, please. Um, we also have a Facebook page for our All by the Popcorn podcast, so if you just search that, you'll find it. You um, can also email us. Let me yes. try this. Let me try this. All right, you can do this. Now that I know the secret. Email us at <laughs> All by the Popcorn Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, or all by the popcorn at gmail.com. That's right. And Yay. our Twitter handle is at by the popcorn. Yep. So follow us on Twitter as well. I think I posted, I think I retweeted something recently. Oh, good job. Nice. Yep. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Anyways. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.